Welcome to the favorites, the podcast from the volume podcast network. I am Chad Millman. As we have been doing for the past few weeks, we are breaking down every single team in every single division and how they've improved or not improved uh, according to Super Bowl odds, according to conference odds, according to division odds since the end of last season. Today's division may be the worst division in all of football. I call it the nondescript division. I call it the division with helmets nobody cares about, team names that sound like they belong in a Oliver Stone movie with fake uniforms, fake players, fake decals. I have been against this division for years. I think nobody cares about any of these teams except for the people in the towns they live in. I'm inviting the haters. It's the NFC South. My least favorite division in football, Simon Hunter, my best friend, my companion, the person for whom I have unconditional love. Talk to me. How are you? Good. I'm shocked to hear you say all this thing about this division. I actually love this division every year. I'm one of those weird people. I love it. Maybe, maybe that's the difference between you and me and ultimately why you are a wise guy and I'm just a guy pretending to be a wise guy. But it is, to me, like the Panthers and their uniforms and their helmets, the Bucks and their uniforms and their helmets changing every year. The Falcons, to me, even though they've been around forever, still feel like an expansion franchise that nobody would ever be interested in. Uh, the Saints are the only team in that division to me that feels like there is any history, character, interesting narrative ever. Like they're either really good or they're really, they're comically bad. Um, like the Bucks are irrelevant unless they've got the greatest quarterback in the history of football. I, I, so I, I go by narratives and sort of connection and I have no connection here. None. What's sound that? like a bitter Bears fan. That's what you sound like. That's what you sound like, Chad. So let's go over the uh, NFC North. You guys have what? Two Super Bowls in the last 30 years. And it's both Green Bay. Doesn't matter. And I think uh, I think the South here has three Super Bowls in the last 20 years. So think about the history of the <laughs> NFC North versus the NFC North. You, you, like versus the NFC South. Like the Bears have six Hall of Famers in my lifetime. The Packers have gone from one of the best quarterbacks of all time to a guy who is better. The Vikings have one of the, the most interesting narratives and stories in football history between losing all the Super Bowls, playing in some of the most important games ever, playing outside, now playing inside. They always choke the Vikings too. Always choke. And the Lions, like, you can't get more traditional than the team that anchors Thanksgiving Day. Uh, I love it. So it's a true there is homer. no history. There's no tradition with any of these teams in the NFC South uh, every year. Like they, they will anchor a corner TV game in some sports book every single week. That's all I I'm mean, saying. I do want to talk about how I'm killing myself that me and you didn't talk about Tebow getting released enough. Uh, how did we not bet that? How did we not I bet know. his under T like, 
I remember looking at it and thinking to myself, like, there's no way he's going to make this team. And Dude, I got we're not scared. allowed to talk. Listen, Matt Mitchell has made it clear. We can't talk about the AFC South today. We're not allowed to talk about the AFC South <laughs> until next week. We can talk about how much we don't like the AFC South as a division next week. We can only focus on the NFC South. And I want to get into division odds, conference odds, Super Bowl odds, and totals for each of these teams, improvements for each of these teams. Obviously, the Bucs are going to be interesting, but I do want you to give me your honest take why you love this division. Is it because there's always gambling opportunity? And if you say yes, I have a counter to that that proves my point, or is it something else? Um, I do love, I mean, it's skewed a little bit. I love that there, you have two different teams here. We have Atlanta and the Saints that both play indoors. So, I mean, ever since Drew Brees got to New Orleans, that offense has been incredible. And with Atlanta, they had Mike Vick and then Mike Matt Ryan. So there's just – I feel like this division has always had good teams in it. And, again, the Carolina Panthers, you can say what they want. They made it to Super Bowl Jake DeLome, and they made it to Super Bowl with Cam. So it's just – it feels like it's a division that produces good teams. And, again, like you said, they're not, you know, the most glamorous teams. They're newer. They're, they don't really get that, like, diehard fan base all across the country. But – I just always find that it's good offensive teams in the NFC South. Look, I'm a fundamentals guy. I'm not a glamorous guy, right? I live in the middle of Connecticut. I might be a media superstar. I might have written seven books, four of them bestsellers. Chad Millman wrote a book. I might have had glamorous, high-profile positions. some point, you would expect Millman will show some signs of nerves. He hasn't done any of that so far tonight. I might be famous. I might have left a hugely powerful job to help launch a company that sold three years later for a quarter of a billion dollars. <laughs> waited, waited, man. Millman had to make a move. But in my heart, in my heart, I'm about the fundamentals. I have always been someone who loves defense before offense. Oh, Melman. I guess this guy can run all night. He will yeah. run through a brick wall. And to me, the fact that this has always been a division built on offense speaks to sort of the USFL nature of this division versus what, to me, the rest of the NFL is, which is hit people in the fucking mouth, get great middle linebackers, run it up their fucking throat, and play great defense. That's it. That to me is the NFL. That I think is nailing why I why I've never liked. They are indoor teams playing track meets. Like that's it. That's why I don't like the NFC South. You really are Mike Tomlin. When I think of Chad, I think of Mike Tomlin. Bring your A game today. You ain't new to this no more now. You know what I mean? Dominate this football game. Regular guy. I was just on a, on a Facetime with Patrick Keen, who is, as everyone knows, the CEO of the Action Network. I don't know what you to pull this amateur bull trap. All right. Do you hear me? Do you understand me? And I have to go in the city later today. Uh, I got to have, I'm going to, I got to have dinner with somebody and then I got to have breakfast with somebody. And after that, my older son is coming into the city. He's going to meet me. He's going to college in three weeks. We're doing one last father, son, hurrah in the city on Friday night. And then we're going to do a bunch of things on Saturday during the day. Um, and I'm wearing a, a black shirt with a collar. Short, short sleeves, like a polo type of shirt. And Patrick says to me, he goes, you're going to the city. I'm like, yeah. He goes, you look good. I'm like, thanks. He goes, you got a new shirt on. I go, no. He goes, that's right. You would never buy a new shirt. 
That's well, me, buddy. Jokes on him, Chad. Every shirt someday is a new shirt. Oh, so true, my friend. All right, let's get to the point. <laughs> the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they are six and a half to one to win the Super Bowl, second after the Chiefs. They are one to two to win their division. Their season win total is 12. They are three to one to win the NFC conference title. New Orleans is 31 to one to win the Super Bowl. Three to one to win the division. Nine is their season win total. 16 to one to win the conference. Atlanta, 64 to one Super Bowl. Eight to one uh, division. Seven and a half win total. 28 to one. Carolina on conference. Carolina, 80 to one, 10 to one on the division. Seven and a half win total. 40 to one to win the conference. I don't know about you. Lungs are bursting at the moment from Melbourne. How are we not all in on Carolina at every level? Uh, Sam Darnold. That's a easy answer to that question. Uh, do we really do we really not believe in Sam Darnold so much that uh, that we don't think this is a team worth taking a flyer on? They're not because I'd rather do it on Atlanta, where I've seen Matt Ryan do it before. And I've never seen Sam Darnold put together back-to-back good games in his entire career. Like, ever since he's been on the Jets, I've never seen him have back-to-back really good starts. He's kind of like a bipolar quarterback. He's good, then he's bad, he's bad, he's bad, then all of a sudden he's good again. I I have high hopes for him because he's so young. I feel like maybe they can coach all those bad habits out of him. But like I told you, we we're coming slowly becoming an Atlanta Falcon podcast. I don't want it to happen. I hate Atlanta, but – it's just one of those on paper. Um, again, my job is to find you value. That's the best value for this division. And we talked a couple of weeks ago how I can't get over how bad the public is at sports betting. The fact that the Buccaneers are one of the highest bet teams this year to repeat. Again, we haven't seen a repeat since I think Brady did in 04. Like a long time ago, a repeat happened. And the same time last year, the Bucs were 12-1 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. They haven't changed at all from this year to last year. They're literally the exact same team, but now the odds are cut in half just because of public perception that, you know, they just won a Super Bowl. People think they're clearly the best team in the NFC where I don't. And it's just one of these where if you're just looking at value, the Buccaneers have zero value. They're, they're literally a Tom Brady injury away. I mean, you could say for every team that they're injury away for the quarterback. But no team has a quarterback that's 44 years old entering this season, except the Buccaneers. And I get it. Tom Brady made amazing plays last year. We talk all the time, Chad, all the little things have to go right for the Buccaneers to win that Super Bowl last year. And it's just so dumb that people are they're just hurting themselves betting this number, because, again, if they just wait a month into the season, I promise you're going to have better odds. There's just no way the Buccaneers are starting the year four and up. We've just seen it that. Even last year, they weren't a great regular season team. They lost to your Bears at home. Tom Brady forgot what down it was. We saw them barely beat the Giants late in the season. The Giants were an awful team. So it's one of these where I think people are just really hyped because of the offseason, what we saw last year from the Buccaneers, that any team you bet in this division, you're getting good value on simply because the hype is so high right now in the Buccaneers. And again, I just don't think that they're one of these teams that deserve it, that I love Tom Brady, but I just don't think they're a regular season team. We saw last year they were a play. They made good plays in the playoffs, but the regular season they were lacking a lot of games. So for me, it, it's definitely a value based bet here taking Atlanta to win this division at plus seven hundred. 
That's so interesting. I do want to say uh, shout out to uh, John Fricky and Hugh Douglas, morning radio hosts in Atlanta uh, for the past two years. I've been going on Atlanta radio every morning at 840 Eastern, every week during the pandemic, all the time. Yesterday, uh, I got fired from Atlanta radio and uh, from my segment. And um, uh, I got a call. They said they want to start using somebody else. Uh, it's the, the company that owns the radio station is Odyssey, used to be known as Entercom. We had a deal with Entercom for me, Stucky, Colin Wilson, a bunch of people to do radio hits on Entercom stations for the 2019 football season. And it was all over the country, right? There are like 30 stations, you know, there are a bunch of us doing it. I was doing a bunch of them. And when the season ended, the deal was up. Like at the end of 2019, early in 2020, the deal was up. I expected them to stop calling me, but two stations kept calling me. And every week, 8.40 in Atlanta, nine o'clock in Baltimore, every single week. And I'm like, okay, I, I don't know. Like if they want to keep calling me, it's 10 minutes. I'll keep talking. I like the guys. Uh, this guy, John Fricky in Atlanta, knows everything about gambling. Clearly from the first time we spoke, he was like more, he understood more about sports betting than anyone I was talking to. So I kept doing it. They kept calling during the pandemic. They called every week last season. They kept calling every week this season. I, I let them know when I'm going on vacation. So they didn't call me like yesterday I, on Monday, I get a call from a buddy of mine there. Who's a high ranking executive. He's like, so turns out at the, at the national level, we didn't realize you were still doing the shows and they bought a company that is focused on sports betting and they want to use those people. So we can't use you anymore. I'm like, okay. But every single, I'm like, I'm surprised I was still doing it. I can't believe you guys took this long to call me and tell me to stop doing the show. And um, every single week I went on Atlanta radio, I would, all I would do was rip the Atlanta Falcons. That's it. Every that, single week. That's been me ever since the Super Bowl. I just felt like that team was broken and, it's one of those things where they did it. They've done a cleanse now. They've pretty much gotten rid of all these guys from that team. Um, again, we talked about in the offseason. I wouldn't let you bet on them because I just every year people bet on Atlanta. I'm just like, this is a loser franchise. But I just love the value that they're getting this year just because it's one of those where people have the same mentality we've had for the last three, four years. Like these guys suck. Why bet anything on Atlanta? Where I look at Arthur Smith and I think to myself, okay is this the year I can get the advantage of betting this guy where it's his first year on Atlanta? No one's seen it coming. Everyone's still, you know, we're not really sure about the saints because again, the saints won this division last year. They were two and O against the bucks in the regular season. They dominated them in the regular season. Um, so it is interesting where the, the, the saints are still what, let's see. They're plus three thirty to win this division yep. on FanDuel. It, it's interesting to me that that, that odds are three thirty and Atlanta's plus 700. I mean, to me, the Saints don't even know who their quarterback is right now. And the fact that they have the second highest odds, it just feels like you're getting really good value here on the simple fact that people just do not want to bet Atlanta and they're tired of Atlanta. And it's one of these things where we might be able to get a year early before people catch up to this team and get on this train. So plus 700, Chad, that's that's crazy good value. That you're you're completely turning me around. Um, and I do think we have to have an Arthur Smith conversation. Because we, 
we talked a lot about the Titans and, and this was before the Ryan Tannehill conversation. Um, I, I mean, before Carson Wentz had injured, had injured his foot and there was uncertainty about when is he going to play? And we all thought Carson Wentz would be playing. And we thought there'd be a step up with the Colts with Carson Wentz. Um, and we thought, and Frank Reich, and as the coach, we thought there'd be a step down for Ryan Tannehill because he lost Arthur Smith. And I feel like if our logic is going to be Arthur Smith was that important for Ryan Tannehill, even as a head coach, he can still have an impact on Matt Ryan and the offense. Then we need to give them a bump up, right? Like we have to invest in Arthur Smith if we're going to divest from the Titans because he's not there anymore. And also the Titans, not that they're panicking, but they signed Julio. That's a move where they're just like, okay, even though we already have A.J. Brown, we already invested a high draft pick in Corey Davis, we need to go out there and get Julio Jones because we just need to make sure that Tannehill has everything he needs to have the best year. Where they did the exact same thing in Atlanta. Atlanta, I still am not over the fact they passed on Justin Fields. I don't get it at all. Matt Ryan has just been a corpse in this league ever since that Super Bowl run. And, like, it, the fact that they did that shows this front offense is in a win-now mode. Okay, they pass on the quarterback of the future – with the, they have a veteran quarterback who they're paying. I mean, I don't even know. It might be forty million this year to Matt Ryan. He, I think he's the highest paid quarterback in the league, or maybe number two. And the fact they took Pitts, who, again, the hype is so real in this kid. Like all the fantasy guys, they have him projected to have the greatest rookie season ever as a tight end. Which again, Chad, we know that just doesn't happen. We we talked about it before. My whole reason I'm being down on Pitts was just because, okay, the best three tight ends in football right now. Kelsey, fifth-round pick. Kittle, fifth-round pick. Waller, I think he was drafted and got cut by the Baltimore Ravens. He got picked up by Oakland. That's the top three Vegas, Vegas, picked up by Vegas. <laughs> Damn it. Um, but, yeah, it's it's just one of those. That's the only reason I was so down on the Pitts thing. But now that he's on the team, I can't deny the talent. This kid is unreal. I mean, just watching their practice footage, he does not drop the ball. Anything that's in his radius, he's going to catch it. Okay, and now we have Calvin Ridley as well, who is graded out as a top five pass catcher in football now that he's running that show. Like, again, his odds have been bet up really high to lead the league in yards. So if I'm just going off base offense of the talent they have and now bringing in Arthur Smith, who I think is a, a really smart offensive mind, I mean, Chad, how can we not bet this team? It's just one of these things where the arrow is just pointing up in so many different ways for this Atlanta Falcon team. Oh, my God. You have totally convinced me. It's, it's, it's making me crazy. Let's keep focusing on Atlanta for one more second. We're not betting on Atlanta 64 to one to win the Super Bowl. I mean, I did, but like, it's hard for me. Yeah, but it was, it was even better odds than that. I think it was at 70 to one at that point that I got it, but it's one of those where I haven't posted in the app because it's, I don't want people to do it. It's it's honestly like one of these bets I'm I'm making, but I, I truly have zero confidence in because I, I just think that uh, how can you come back from that 28 to three? I, I just I, I just can't see a team ever coming back to that. So they might make the playoffs, but it's going to be in the fourth quarter. Matt Ryan's going to be up six points and he's going to throw some pick six or something terrible because like. It's just one of these things that that has to be haunting someone for the rest of their life. So that's why, like, I, I wouldn't recommend betting them for the Super Bowl for best odds and value. I, I think it's just divisional wise. It's plus that plus 700 is by far the best value for this team. I mean, someday somebody on that team, they're going to have to relieve themselves 
from the stench of that Super Bowl. It can't be a legacy that hangs on the team year after year after the coach is gone, after the quarterback is gone. Hell, the Cubs that, Chad. What was that, 100 years? You're not wrong. I mean, you know how these things work, man. It's like, again, as an Eagles fan, I still can't believe it. It took us with a backup quarterback to take down Tom Brady for us to win a Super Bowl. It's like, for you to get over a curse, teams need a miracle. And I don't know. I just can't see Atlanta having a miracle. They don't. It feels like we're 20 years away from Atlanta getting a Super Bowl. That, that's the next regime. But I do like what they're doing for this year alone. All right. So eight to one. God, you've got me total seven, to, seven to one. You've got me totally convinced that that is the team to bet in the NFC South. Again, best value. Best value. Tampa one to two. Uh, New Orleans three to one. Atlanta seven to one. Carolina 10 to one. Uh, the total on um uh atlanta is seven and a half to one if you like them at seven to one to win the division should we also be betting them over seven and a half yeah the win total is interesting they have seven and a half and so does carolina it was kind of interesting where the bookmakers say okay one of these teams isn't is you know probably only going to win four games you guys have to figure out which one that is so for me just looking on paper and the coaching staffs Again, nothing against Matt Rule. I thought he did a great job there last year. They had, they had a plenty of tough games, especially with Teddy Bridgewater as a quarterback. But I cannot do it. Cannot back Sam, Sam Darnold. I just – I need to see it to believe it. I'm one of those people where, like, I, I might miss a year and I might be late on that, but I, I feel safer betting against it than betting for it. So, for them, I, I'm on the under with Carolina. I was actually liked the over on the Saints, but now – Going through their roster, losing Michael Thomas. They've lost two D tackles, um, which doesn't sound like a big deal, but that's a huge deal for that team because they didn't really have great backups to start with for their their D-line. So I know the Saints have one of the best O-lines in football. I I am a believer that they're going to change everything. They're going to make it the offense towards Taysom Hill. Again, we saw him start the preseason uh, game one, even though he's still the the underdog to start week one. I cannot take the Saints over nine anymore. It, it's one of those where it, it feels like this will be a rebuilding year. Where I was kind of high on the Saints, I, okay, they have the pieces in place. It seems like they're just going to have a season from hell. They're going to have a lot of injuries. They're going to have, you know, just woes with Taysom Hill. Because, like, just watching that preseason game, he does not look like a legit starter. And then when Winston came in, again, Winston looked terrible, but I, I cannot see Sean Payton starting a guy who threw 30 interceptions in a season for a whole year. He just does not fit that offense. So, again, I'm going to fade that as well. And with the Buccaneers, I have to bet the under. I mean, it's rare It's rare you have a team like Kansas City Chiefs last year. I think they were 14-2. and two. Um, That was crazy. Like, the fact that they won a Super Bowl and then the following year they were 14-2, to two, I think that says more about, again, the division they were in and the kind of stuff they were playing against with the Chiefs, where this year the Buccaneers – they're the young, one of the youngest teams in all of football. Again, they have Tom Brady, okay? He's a great leader. That defense is incredibly young. The offensive line is very young as well. So, for me, if I need to fade a team coming off the Super Bowl, I want to fade a team that's very young. Again, we saw what happened with the 49ers. The 49ers, they made it to the Super Bowl. They completely fell apart the next year because they were a young team. We saw with the Rams, and they were a young team. They made it all the way to a Super Bowl. They kind of fell apart the following season. So, that's what I'm betting on. I'm trying to betting on the over the overturn of the league and the fact that everyone in there and their grandmas we bet on the Bucks this year. They're they're just such a hype team because they brought back every single starter. So 
that's what my job is, people. My job's trying to find value on betting against these kind of things because it happens a lot. These teams used to it just does not work out the way people think it's gonna work out. So just on value alone, I have to bet the Buccaneers under just because that's such a high number for them. I think it's what 12 now for their win yeah, total. It's up to 12. Yeah, it's too high. So I, I have to I have to take that under. Again, I get it, people. 17 game schedule. I know, but it's one of those where 11 and seven sounds or 11 and six sounds more normal than them going 12 and five or 12. And, you know, it, it's just really hard for them to get to uh, above that win total. That's why Vegas sets it at that number, because they know people are going to be betting that over. Yeah. At this point with the Bucs, you're not fading the Bucs as a team so much as you're fading the public and what it's done to the number. I mean, one to two to win the division. That's ridiculous. I don't know that there's any other division where the odds that we should look this up on the Action Network app. It's free. It's award winning. People should check it out. But I'm going to look right now at every other conference. AFC North. Nope. Ravens plus 115 to win the division. AFC South. uh, Titans are minus 150. All right. So they're a little bit. They're not quite one to two. They're one to 150. Um. AFC East, Bills minus 150. Okay. Uh, NFC North, Packers minus 165. This will be a key test right here. Uh, AFC West, Kansas City minus 275. So there you go. It's that, that's the one team that uh, is a bigger favorite to win their division than the Buccaneers. Dallas plus 130 in the NFC East. And in the NFC West, San Francisco plus 185. Okay. It's a good little exercise right there. Uh, that, that shows how dominant the Chiefs are because, I mean, does any team get more hyped than the Chargers? And they're in their own division. They're still that big of a favorite. I know. Where we have nothing like that in this division. There is no – no one's hyping up Atlanta. No one's hyping up Carolina. No one's hyping up the Saints. It's kind of one of these divisions where people look and go, eh, it's the Bucs. Let's move on to the next one. It's just – that's that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for these divisions where people look and go, that, yeah, that's an easy one. It's the Buccaneers. And they just move on to the next one. Where, again yeah, – Oh, my God. I – I can't fucking believe this has turned into an Atlanta Falcons podcast. You're not even kidding. Because if we're looking at this division, you've already taken the Falcons. You said it's 70 to one to win the Super Bowl. You like them at seven to one to win the division. You like their over seven and a half win total. So you must like 28, 30 to one to win the conference. Like it. And I also, we got our good friend, Matt Miltry here reaching out to us. Do you want me to read these bets chat or do you want to read them all? Cause I know you love these Matt Ryan props. Dude, I was going to get there. I'm, 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 I, I'm, I'm unpacking the entirety of the team. And then I want to get to the Matt Ryan props. So give me your answer on the conference. And then I want to get to Matt Ryan. Of course I bet that if I, if I bet Super Bowl, I bet conference as well. But again, it's, it's one of these where I don't feel confident in giving it out. That's why I don't put in the app. Like, Again, this is Atlanta Falcons podcast. We're also a Miami Dolphins podcast. I'm going to be hyping up Miami all year. That one I did give out. I did give them out to win the Super Bowl because I believe in their defense. And that's that's one of these things where if I'm going to be betting a Super Bowl future at this point of the year, I have to believe in a defense. And people, you can do your own research. I don't have to tell you. Atlanta's defense is horrible. This is an awful, awful defense. So it's one of these where I'm, I'm betting on the offense and the quarterback, and I can't. I can't give out Super Bowl futures to a team that, again, their defense, I have them graded out in the bottom five. So it, it's hard for me to tell people to bet those, those long shot futures just because of that. All right. Well, then let's talk about Matt Ryan. 
because you mentioned Kyle Pitts. You talked about Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley in the sort of earlier in the offseason had much longer odds to lead the league in receiving yards. He's down to about six to one best odds, wow. but yeah, I think he was at like 18 or yeah. 20 to one. But now, but what's interesting is Matt Ryan's odds to lead the league in passing yards have not improved greatly. He's at 13 to one at FanDuel. That feels like an auto bet to me. Uh, he's at 38 to one to have the most passing touchdowns. And the uh, over-under on his total yards is uh, 4,550.5. I don't know how I feel about the total yardage, but, well, I guess I, I guess I feel good about it because I think you're going to need more than 4,500 yards to lead the league in passing, and I feel good about betting him at 13-1 to 1 to lead the league in passing yards. I like those um, of simple thing we talked about last year with Deshaun Watson. He was on an awful team with an awful defense. He led the league in passing yards. So this year, I mean, guys that really stand out are Matt Ryan, Dak Prescott, Russell Wilson, and then Trevor Lawrence, who also has a terrible defense. You're just looking for guys that they're going to be throwing the ball a lot. Because, again, last year before he got hurt, Joe Burrow, I think he was like third in passing yards before he got yeah. hurt. Because the Bengals' defense was horrible, and he was throwing it like 50 times a game. So – that's what people need to look at with these passing yards things. You're not looking for the guy like Mahomes. We know Mahomes is the best. We know him and Brady are the best. They're, this is not something they're going to win. They're on too good of teams with too good of defenses to win this kind of thing. So I, I actually really like that 38-1 uh, to 1 most passing TDs on FanDuel. That's that's pretty tasty because, again, we saw Tannehill last year. Tannehill had a lot of quick passes inside the red zone. And I don't know. That – that uh, that forty to one MVP, I, I don't know if I would do that one because I don't know if they're gonna have good enough win loss record to win that, and uh, I don't know. I just don't feel like the value is good enough because I I feel like Matt Ryan should be even lower than that. Like he should be fifty to one just because it's been so long since we've seen him play at MVP level. It, it just feels like that's a, that's been bet up a little bit to forty to one. But do you like Matt Ryan thirteen to one for the most passing yards? I feel like that's been bet down as well. I would take it. I mean, like looking at the list of the guys ahead of them, it's that's a fair value. Like Justin Herbert's right ahead of them. Um, Tom Brady's ahead of them. That's an awful bet. Tom Brady will lead the league in passing yards. Again, the guy's 44 years old, okay? He ain't leading the league in passing yards. That team's going to be running the ball a lot. Um, Josh Allen to lead the league in passing yards. Josh Allen plays outdoor in northern New York. People, don't be so dumb to make these kind of bets. Like, just take a step back and think for a second. Am I really betting Josh Allen to lead the lead in passing? No, that, that's not a thing built to happen. Matt Ryan plays half the games indoors. That's, that's what you're looking for. You're looking for people, the best situations. Again, last year, Deshaun Watson, he played indoor. We've seen a Drew Brees multiple years leading the league in passing. He played indoor. That's the kind of things you're looking for, people. Just don't try to overthink these things. It's so simple. But people just go, oh, well, it's Josh Allen. He was – up for MVP last year, of course, I'll bet him the lead to lead in passing yards. You don't want to do that. You're trying to look for the best long shot and best odds. So I don't hate the Matt Ryan, but he's been bet down at 13 to one. I, I definitely saw him at 20 to one earlier in the year. All right. Then I'm taking Matt Ryan 38 to one to lead the league in passing touchdowns. I love it. I love it unconditionally. Like I love Matt Mitchell. 
That's how I feel about that prop right now. Uh, not only is he playing half his games inside, he'll play more than that because he'll have games against the Saints inside. Then uh, two other games, four other games, will be in comfortable weather in Tampa and Carolina. And he's throwing to Calvin Ridley. He's throwing to Kyle Pitts. I don't know how Matt Ryan isn't the odds on favorite for every passing total prop. And again, people for they came in fourth place in their division, fourth place schedule. That's a big deal. Like you just heard the teams Chad mentioned trash. That's what they're going to be playing against. So I'm with you, Chad. I'm told you I'm way too hyped. I'm way too hyped about Atlanta and Miami Dolphins. It's like one of these things where I might have to ban us from betting them week one because I'm so blinded by the light right now. Boxing legend Manny Pacquiao returns to the ring this Saturday for the first time in two years. And FanDuel Sportsbook is giving new customers exclusive 30 to 1 odds on either fighter to win when he takes on Jordanus Ugas. That's right. Now is the perfect time to give FanDuel a shot because you can win $150 on a $5 bet. FanDuel is always hooking you up with exclusive odds boosts, great promotions, and so much more. That's why they're America's number one sports book. So don't miss out on your chance to win $150 on a $5 bet when Manny Pacquiao returns to the ring against Yordanis Ugas. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app and sign up with promo code FAVORITES to get in on the action. That's promo code FAVORITES. You must be 21 or older and present in Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, Virginia, or West Virginia. Odds boost available for new users. Only must wager on designated boost market. $10 first deposit required. Max bonus $150. Risk-free bet refund issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires in seven days. Max refund $10. Restrictions apply. See full terms for both offers at fanduel.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call one 800 522-4700 in Colorado, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey and Virginia, or visit www.1800gambler.net in West Virginia. All right, can we talk about Sam Darnold and Carolina? 80-1, to 10-1 to in the division, 7.5 season win total, 40-1 to to win the conference. I know you don't like any of these things. You've already said you like the under. You're against Sam Darnold. This to me is where my innate fundamentals, I'm your average guy. I love Matt Rule as a coach. And I'm willing to bet on Matt Rule figuring something out to make this team, to will this team to eight wins. And that's all fair, but the, the biggest problem, like, again, I, I'm talking bad about Sam Darnold. I bet him at 120 to one to win MVP. Do I believe in that at all? No, just like I don't believe in Trey Lance winning MVP, but I can't not bet it. It's one of these. I only have to hit it once every hundred years and I'm good. So I don't know. It, it's one of these where I get what you're saying. I love the head coach, but that defense has been totally rebuilt. They're very young on the defensive side and then offensive side, nothing against Christian McCaffrey, but when he went out, that team really didn't miss a beat. They're kind of like good and bad, the same team they were before like Christian McCaffrey. So, of course, he's an upgrade over last year's running back, but it's not that big of an upgrade to that team in general. And 
for them to be really good, they're going to need Sam Darnold to take a step that he's never taken. Okay. He's, I think this is year four now, year five, him being in this league. I just have to bet against it. It's one of these things where, again, if he had just shown me a good season, like Carson Wentz showed me one good season. That's why, like, I'm finally believing in Carson Wentz and him working out for the Colts. Sam Darnold's never even sniffed that. He's never even, I think, thrown over 25 touchdowns in a season. Herbert threw 28 touchdowns last year. Guess what? We know Herbert's got it. We don't think Sam Darnold's got it. That's the problem where it's like you can be surrounded by trash. Talent's going to usually win out. And it's one of these where I was way too high on him coming out of college. I thought the Browns made a terrible decision when the Browns passed on him. They took Baker. Who's to say still? Okay, neither of these guys, like Baker, he didn't even sign a new contract yet. So who really knows if the Browns even believe in Baker? But Baker's been better than Sam Darnold. He's he's definitely looked better and been a better professional. So it's one of these where Carolina, I think they're still a year away, that this will be one of those years where they're going to try to have him figure out that offense, kind of get rid of all of his demons from the Jets. And this defense needs another year to improve because, again, it's a brand-new defense. They literally – last year, they drafted nine different guys for this defense. So it's one of these where I'm going I'm to take a year and wait on this Panthers team because I do think their future is great. But this year, they're just too far behind these other teams in this division. Here's what I'm going to say. I disagree with you. I don't think Sam Darnold is a year away. I think that he probably has more potential than we believe we have seen on the field. And he is being put in the right position to execute against that. And because he is playing against defenses that just aren't very good, he's going to get a chance to prove himself and probably sneak a couple of wins in ways that we probably didn't expect from Sam Darnold, given what we've seen from him so far. So I am going to go against you, Simon, respectfully. Respect. Ali G, respect. But I think the Panthers go over seven and a half wins. Wow. I mean, again, it's it's just one of the things where you're going against history. The only quarterback we've seen leave a team to go another team and improved was Tannehill. It feels like over the last 20 years, that's it. Can you think of anyone else? I defy history. Uh, Kurt Warner went from the St. Louis Rams to the Giants to the Arizona Cardinals. You could argue he improved from the Giants to the Arizona Cardinals. That's fair. But it's also one of those where it's like, I know, but Sam Darnold didn't take a team to the Super Bowl beforehand, you know? Uh, What about... I'm telling you, you're going to have to go way back because that's the way the NFL is now. It's like you're David Carr. You, you might be all the world in college. You come to the league, you get sacked five years straight, and the rest of your life you're seeing ghosts. It, it's just one of these things. They can't coach it out of the guys. That's my fear with Sam Darnold. I can't believe you're saying you're, you're trying to bring in the seeing ghost comment into the podcast just to denigrate my choice of the Carolina Panthers going over seven and a half wins. It's just mean, Simon. Are you kidding me? The guy asked for something spooky. He said, give me something spooky. Um, <laughs> I think we've kind of said everything we need to say about the NFC South because there's not that much to say about Tampa. You've said it. Fade everything. You're just going to fade the public on Tampa Bay. New Orleans, we don't have a lot of faith in right now because we still don't know what they're going to do. You expect somewhat of a Taysom Hill-oriented offense you expect it to be focused on him um but there's still a lot of question marks 
So we are going to be Atlanta Falcons fans. We are going to go in on Matt Ryan at 38 to one for the most passing touchdowns. We are going to go in on Atlanta eight to one, the win division to win the to win the division. We are going to go in on Atlanta over seven and a half wins. I love it. Okay. Do you bet anything tonight for this preseason game? Or are you just like, ah, eh, going to New York? I'm not betting this preseason game. Going to New York. I'm not even thinking about it. Well, in case people don't check the action app, which again, I've sold out big time people. Now I don't post plays on Twitter. I put them in the action app for Chad. Damn straight. Um, I have one play for this upcoming weekend. I did the Miami Dolphins parlayed with the Tennessee uh, Titans. So it's um, whatever. I bet two grand and win four grand. Uh, so you know, not bad. Two units for uh, two units went four units, people. So it's one of these where I know the Buccaneers are sitting their starters and I've seen Atlanta. Atlanta's backups are terrible and they're not playing starters either. So I do like Miami, Tennessee in a parlay this weekend. By the way, I remembered what I wanted to say. Please say it. When you said it, you said that you have a 120 to one bet on Sam Darnold to win the MVP. Don't give me your fucking units. How much did you bet on Sam Darnold at 120 to one? Always a grand. If I ever, if I ever post an NFL future, it's always just a straight grand. Cause it's easier to track where I bet a grand. I win 120 K that's easy to track than me betting 500 K and winning whatever is 75,000. So it's, it's, or yeah, again, I can't even do the math out of my head. It's one of these things where I like just doing a thousand cause it's cleaner and it's easier for me to hedge long-term. Like we talked last year when I did, I bet the Buccaneers three different times. I just bet it each time for a grand each. It was at 50 odds, uh, 50 to one odds, 40 to one odds, and 35 to one odds. So it's one of these where I just like doing the grand. Again, Trey Lance, I'm never going to see that grand. I lit that money on fire. I get that, people. But it's one of these things where I only have to hit it once every 100 years. That's why I make these kind of bets where it's like, doesn't make sense. But that year, RG3 made that crazy run. I had to hedge it out and I was able to make a nice penny on RG3's rookie year, almost winning the MVP. So it's one of these things where I, I try to just take advantage of the situations I'm in where crazy long shot odds, they don't might not make sense to people in August, but then all of a sudden in December, it's like, holy shit, you know, Trey Lance is six to one now to win MVP. Like it's one of these things. That's what I'm betting on. I'm betting on the crazy upside of these different players. I explained to my wife last week. And by the way, I do want people to follow Simon. In the Action Network app, he mentioned that he's not putting the picks on Twitter because he's a total corporate sellout now. Go download the free award-winning Action Network app. Use the follow feature, search Simon underscore Hunter. You will find all of his picks uh, and uh, you'll be better for it. I told my wife the other day we were having dinner and um, I was explaining to her that I can't, I think I might've said this, right? Like I will never be able to be the kind of investor that people are, the kind of better that you are, because I'm not waking up in the morning and trying to track everything that's happening in the markets overnight and seeing the value we're thinking about. Will Trey Lance end up having a great year in six months? Can I fade? Can I, can I hedge out of this? What can I do with it? Um, kudos to you, Simon Hunter. And, and just so people don't worry about it, we are, when we do our contest here, we are going to put those picks on Twitter whatever, whatever picks we use for the contest upcoming season. I'm just saying like, if I make bets right now in the preseason or anything like that, I'm putting in the app. I don't, I'm not going to put it on Twitter. That's just what I'm saying. Like we will keep putting the contest on Twitter because I know people are freaking out about that. Cause we have people in England, they can't get the app relax. We are going to be putting our picks on Twitter. 
It's just easier for people to track in the app. There will be five picks that we put on Twitter every single week. Uh, and as part, you know, we're part of the volume podcast network. Uh, and we're going to incorporate the five picks we talk about into a podcast I'm doing with Colin during the football season where I'm going to let him know what we're thinking. He's going to, I'm going to judge what he's thinking. Uh, and the reason we're doing this podcast two times a week is because what we're thinking about on Tuesday and then what we're thinking about on Thursday, lines change so much. So you got to listen to both podcasts if you want to be up to date. This has been the favorites podcast from the volume podcast network. I am Chad Millman. He is my compadre, Simon Hunter. Uh, download the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Rate, review, subscribe. Tell us you love us. We're needy. Until next time. Love you. Love you.